Hey everybody, welcome back to Off the Beaten Cleft. This week we are doing uh, Harper's new album, To Chase My Dreams or To Just Lie Down. So let's so, Yeah, so here we are, guys. Uh, kind of a weird in-between thing. We didn't we weren't sure what to do. So we said, hey, let's just do Harbor's new album, see if we can get the guys to come on one of these one of the weeks in this month. Uh, hopefully we can get that to work. But uh yeah, it was this is a fun album, something we went to the album release party for a few weeks ago, which was a lot of fun. Um and yeah, we we uh we have a cool uh, I don't know, I don't know if you want to call it a relationship, but uh we've talked to the to the guys. I've talked to them once, you've talked to them a couple times on the show. Or on a different show, um, and yeah, it's just cool to support local talent like these guys. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they, they've got like a really cool story. Ryan Green, I've known him for a very, very long time. You know, it goes back to like kids' church days. So um, it's just really cool to see them finally get that big. And we talked to him last year around this time. I think we did a bunch of interviews in April last year, and they were kind of talking about taking that next step, doing a lot of touring, and getting that reach. And I think that's something between touring and doing this big album. I think they've done exactly what a lot of the lyrical content in this album talks about. You know, like, should I give it up or should I give it one more good big push? And it's really cool to see the lyrics. You know, the lyrics kind of are like a year behind. Like, this is probably how Ryan felt in like late 2021, 2022. And the album coming out in 2023, after they had that big tour and everything, it just kind of feels like it feels good to be on the other side of it and like cheering him on, knowing that they they are on the right track. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, man. It's it's cool to see where they've gone since we talked to them last. Like you said, a um, couple like I think they did some headlining tours. They were just at South by Southwest. So uh, yeah, man, it's it's cool to see them succeed and. Uh, to know that they're from our own backyard is is again really cool, and the fact that you've known Ryan since you were a kid is is makes it cool for us on a personal level. Yeah, and and um, they say they're from Cincinnati. The three original members were all from Lebanon, which was really cool because I grew up in the town right next to Lebanon, and it just always felt like there were two really big bands, um, like in the local scene in high school. There was uh, the Monument, which is Harbor now, and then there was a band called Harmon. And both of them were really cool for completely different reasons. And um, it's just really cool that a local band I saw in high school is still just crushing it. So let's get into some background, shall we? I kind of touched on a little bit, um, but they're a five-piece band from Cincinnati, Ohio. I know a lot of their members are from different areas. There's people from Columbus. Um, you know, they're they're kind of scattered now, but their, their core center is in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, Ryan Green, who is the lead singer and guitar player, is the only original member. Uh, they were originally a three-piece band called The Monument, um, and they switched to Harbor in around 2014. I think that's when they switched the name and did a, a huge rebranding. And it's really cool. I think the the spelling of Harbor stands out. Yeah. Um, and around the time of Thoughts on Letting Go, around 2019, they had a big exodus of um their guitarist and their bassist leaving 
and then they brought in um, four new guys to kind of revamp the band. And that's kind of where we talked to him last year about how everything kind of changed for them then. Um, they have one EP that was released in 2015 called With Love, um, which they still play some of those songs live. Um, there's four standalone singles, which is 2015's Sanibel, 2016's Runaway Kids, 2018's Waiting on the Weekend, and 2020's Song 2020. And they have three previous albums, 2015's Self-Titled, 2017's Heat Wave, and 2019's Thoughts on Letting Go. Um, man, that's crazy. It's been four years since Thoughts on Letting Go. It feels like saying that, it was like, oh, it was only like two years ago, but that's four years ago now. Yeah, it's weird to think in 2019 is four years ago. It's still like last year to me, basically. Oh, <laughs> it's brutal. Um, but yeah, that like we talked about, they they've had a pretty extensive touring in the last couple of years. Um, around late 2021, early 22, uh, they toured with the Spill Canvas, and they had two headlining tours with American Part Two, and they've most recently been on tour with Bill Murray for the Second Nut tour. Unfortunately, they cut early because they had to go to South by Southwest. But um, yeah. We just missed him at uh, Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah, we missed him by like two shows, I think. But they actually opened for him in Columbus as well. Um, <clears throat> so I think it, it goes back to their producer Will Carlson, who we're going to get into here in a second. Um, he, uh, Will Carlson, produced and mixed uh, the album, which Bill Murray and Harbor both have this like huge, full sound that makes you feel like you're in a concert when you're listening to it. Yep. And I think you and I were talking about this when we were at the concert the other day. Like, I want, I, I wish I could feel the way I do at concerts at home, or else I'd never leave the house. You know what I mean? Like, right. that full <laughs> yeah. feeling, and you can just like feel it in your body. Um, and his producing and mixing really shows in Bill Murray and in Harbor because it, it gives you it almost, it's so close to that feeling that it's almost good enough to not go see concerts. Right. But you want to, anyway. which, you know. I'm not sure the guys want to hear that. But. <laughs> right. But I mean, you you want your band to sound like it does live because you don't want to show up and be like, I don't know. Like when I saw Train in 2012, I was like, oh, wow, this ruined everything. Like, I never want to hear a Train song ever again now. I never want to hear a Train song ever again. I've never seen them live. <laughs> so. Well, you were in high school when Hey Soul Sister came out. It didn't hit you at the right time. Dude, they've been... It always shocks me when I think about Train and how long they actually made music because I'm like, they came out with a new hit single like every 10 years. And it's like, oh, Train, the new hotness. Like, no, they've been making music for like 1,700 years. Yeah. Drops of Jupiter came out before (laughs) Third Eye Blind. But... I fucking hate that song. (laughs) Didn't mean to get on the Train train, but... Yeah, um, (laughs) yeah. Like I said, there's a lot of um, endearing qualities about making bands sound really good and kind of emulate what they sound like live in in the studio, which I really enjoy. Um, This is their fourth studio album, and it was mastered by Ted Jensen, who I'm not familiar with, but thought I'd give him a shout. Good on you, Ted. Um, Let's go ahead and jump into our thoughts on the album. We'll just kind of go quickly and swiftly track by track. Um, and I'll let you give me your thoughts on track one, which is Sleepyhead. Yeah, Sleepyhead. Uh, it's a great opener, and it's probably still my favorite song on the album. Um, it's just really, it's just really unbelievably catchy. 
and good. Like it, the, that hook brings me back every single time. Um, and I, when I was listening to this album, and I've listened to it a couple times before we started talking about it for this week, um, they really remind me of like 2000s and 2010s, like I guess pop rock bands. Like I was struggling to find what band that really kind of fit their vibe, but I wrote down like Modest Mouse, Franz Ferdinand, Fun. But like with a more acoustic, like beachy vibe, especially on this album, there's a lot of kind of beachy vibes to this. Um, and this song is it's it gets me in the mood for warmer weather, just on vibes alone. Like the 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 sonic nature of the song gets me in the mood. Uh, maybe it's because the next song is called Bahamas, but um, yeah, there's just something about this song that every time I listen to it, I was like, this is the standout track on this album for me. Yeah, I remember when we went to the the album viewing or listening party. You you like lit up when you found out this was track one, yeah. Because you're yeah. like, oh my my favorite song is track one. Like that's a good <laughs> yeah. that's a good start. Um, yeah, and we talk we talk about it all the time. Like your your opener is a huge part of any enjoyable album listen, and this is a good place to start. So if you can't make it past track one, you don't get to hear the rest. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, this is their second single, which was released on September sixteenth, twenty twenty two. I really enjoyed the fact that it says like, I've said enough, let's get fucked up. Like that's the opening line. And it almost like drops you in. Like there's no exposition. It just kind of drops you in on a night out with Harbor, which is really cool. It's like you're out at like midnight or 1am and like you're kind of drunk. So you kind of just say like, you've kind of been oversharing. You're like, okay, I've said enough. Let's get fucked up. Like, and then the kind the song kind of just like gives you a night out, which is really fun because it's not just like going out and having a good time. It's like at one point in the night, you're outside smoking cigs. And the next thing you know, you're telling like your deepest, darkest introspective feelings. And, uh, I really like that about this song. Um, yeah, it's, it's almost like looking at music as a whole is so overwhelming and the whole music industry is overwhelming. And I think that's what the song kind of talks about. Like it's even on your mind when you're out and you're, you're like closing up the bar tab and it's like in the back of your mind's like, it's got you like thinking about that kind of shit, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, go and, ahead. Uh, You're next on Bahamas. Yeah. Bahamas. Um, I just wanted to shout out Ryan's baby blue eyes in the first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Bahamas uh, is the first single off the new album. It was released on June 10th, 2022, which is what was that? Seven or eight months before the album. Yeah, but they they released it at the right time. Like June is the perfect time for a song like this, um, and it kind of reminds me of the old like Heat Wave era Harbor. Um, and you'll you'll get a taste of that like old Harbor if you're like, oh, I I miss 2017 Harbor. You get that with such a bigger chorus. Like mm-hmm. this is not like they are better than they were six years ago, and I love that. Um, the second verse has like some more themes of like music taking away from missing out on things like seeing your family and missing out on your like big events with family and stuff. And, you know, in a, in a way I kind of relate to that because I work 24 hour shifts. So when I'm at work, I miss stuff, you know, and that just happens. So I a hundred percent get like, you get to, you have to kind of view things that happen in your friends and family's life from the internet sometimes. And that kind of sucks. Um, I don't ever want to worry about my mama. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, that's one of the one of the things I put on this is I don't want to worry about Ryan's mama either. She's she's lovely and she deserves that house. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, I think if you listen to one of our older episodes, we talked about how she she stopped us and was like, he wrote a song about his grandma, and I told him he had to write a song about me. So I love that he just <laughs> snuck a little line in here about his mama. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, and again, speaking of beachy vibes, it doesn't get much more beachy than the Bahamas. Um, just two really fun tracks to start. Good way to start an album. Uh, bring us in on a kind of a high note, even if there is some, like, some introspective stuff in there. Um, yeah, just a really fun way to open an album. So, Hell yeah. yeah, I was, I was, I was really focused about not worrying about Ryan's mom. <laughs> yeah, that was priority number one. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So track three is Thorn. Um, and it's just another great hook. It's almost like the uh, Ryan's good at writing songs. So um, <laughs> it's a bit of a break from the energy um, for more kind of like self-loathing and introspection. But like it's it's not like de- it's not like depressing. It's more like. <laughs> I like how you're staring me in the eyes as you pour yourself more coffee from your thermos. You can't even hear uh, it. <laughs> it's, it's just, I looked up for my notes and you were looking directly in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Eye contact um, is mandatory. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, this uh, this song is basically my life. It's like wanting something exciting or someone to talk to, but too scared or too lazy to do it, basically. Um, it's kind of like it's not to the levels of like ennui. It's more like a kid sitting at home at a boring town and be like, man, I wish something cool would happen here, but then never venturing out to go find that something cool because you can't admit to yourself that you're maybe a little too afraid to do it. Um, I really like that theme. Like I said, it's basically me. That's, that's my life. It's like, man, I wish I could do cool shit. But then I, when I have the chance to I'm like, nah, I'd rather stay home. Yeah. You, <laughs> I think you and Ryan are very similar and like Ryan is very, um, He's very reserved, very quiet, and, you know, I've always in, enjoyed that about him, that, like, the music is very important to him, and the lyrics are very important, and it is talking, you know, it's that self-sabotaging voice in your head, like, you can't even, like, get out of your own head enough to, like, make something happen, and that's that's always been interesting to me, because... That is what a lot of people deal with. You th- you think like, oh, they're just being lazy. Well, there's a lot going on to even like make it, make it out the door sometimes, you know. And yeah. uh, I mean, there's a lot of times where like I'll be, I'll be on the cusp of something really interesting, and I'm like, oh, cool, this is awesome. But then I get there and I'm like, I I, I like talk myself out of it for whatever reason because I'm too scared or, um. I wasn't prepared for it somehow, even though knowing in the back of my head, I would never be fully prepared for it. It's just, I'll never take that, that step to go do what it is or whatever it might be. I, I like, it's just, this is this crippling thing in my own personality um, where I'm just kind of stuck in this loop of wanting something exciting to happen. Then when I have the chance to do it, I get scared and I back out of it. So it's, it's, it's it was, it really kind of hit me on a personal level reading the lyrics as it was coming through and, um it did it wasn't like this big epiphany but it was like it was cool to see that it's not a singular a singular thing with me oh for sure yeah i i think the i just wanted to breathe especially after like all that stuff in his head that was just like so elegantly put and just beautiful because you can make it super wordy you could like find a probably like a better expression or a more poetic expression but just like 
I just wanted to breathe. And then just like kind of leads into the like the instrumental part was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, the the jam session for the last minute is the fun part about seeing Harper live. And we've talked about it numerous times this, this past couple weeks. It is very exciting to and, and I'm pumped to hear that sound that they make which is like taking their song and like expanding on it. Like what if we did this and then we kind of like, we all jammed out for a little bit and then we finished the song out like that. And um, hearing that on an album now is really, really cool. Cause that's something they've been doing on and on tour and stuff for, for a couple years now. Yeah. Uh, track four is fish tank. So I talked to my brother Dalton the other day um, and him, he, we talked on the phone and the first thing he says when he calls me, is like, you listen to that new Harbor album? I'm like, yeah. He's like, what do you think about Fish Tank? I was like, it's pretty good. He's like, it's not pretty good, Dylan. It's it's my favorite song. So it's my <laughs> it's my brother Dalton's favorite song. Um, and I really enjoyed like the bass and drum intro, which I thought was really fun. Uh, they do it on Fish Tank and Swimming in My Head, which is really cool because they both are kind of water related. Um, mm-hmm. And the guitars perfectly sync with when he says like, to chase my dreams and to just land on like the ding, 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 ding. I, dude, I'm not doing it justice. I'm actually making you not want to listen to it, but you should <laughs> yeah. because it sounds so good. Um, and me sounding it out doesn't, whatever. Anyway, uh, the lyric nighttime coffee and morning whiskey. Cody yep. Garrett is swinging in the air right now. He is pissed. <laughs> he didn't think of that. He can make millions in the writer's room with that lyric. Um, yeah, the, the gang vocals and Ryan singing simultaneously in the last minute makes you feel like those all consuming thoughts are kind of like swimming around in his head, um, and kind of spinning you out, which I totally get, you know, like sometimes you just like got to open a window or something to like, just like clear your mind. And I think that song, this song kind of sounds out what he's been explaining throughout the last couple songs. Yep. Uh, yeah, I said it's uh, it's pretty sneaky hiding the the title of the album in a lyric. So is this technically the title track that? I would say so. Yeah, we're I mean we're gonna have to ask the boys if we if we end up talking to them. Um, but yeah, there's a tonal shift for the first true chorus that feels like a bit more hopeful coming off of um, Thorn, the last track. I think some of that some of that feeling kind of drifted into the beginning of this song. Um, but the the guitars are so bright and crisp that I can't help but feel that way. And that's kind of a tone throughout most of their album. It's very bright and crisp sound. Um, lyrically, though, uh, Ryan or whoever the speaker is in this song is just as listless as before. Um, but it's like, it's kind of a juxtaposition between, like I said, the brightness of the sound of the music versus the lyrical content. And it's almost like there's hope that abounds, but there's doubt that still lingers kind of shrouding that hope. Um, it's a cool, it's a cool lyrical journey of these last two tracks. Just kind of, like I said, it's, I, I kind of connect to it on a personal level and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool to kind of see, we have those two really, really bright kind of hopeful tracks then kind of more self introspection for the next two. It's, it's a cool construction, which we'll talk about later. Um, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. That's the reason it's Dalton's favorite track. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're gonna move on. Yeah. All right, cool. Swimming in my head. Uh, we get some bassist love in the main mix here to be able to start the song. Uh, you'd love to see it. We're a bass positive podcast. Like, mm-hmm. Give that guy some love. 
Um, and some of the energy is back. Uh, again, we kind of took a step uh, step down in tone and kind of energy level, but not like not like to the point where it's like a a ballad or whatever. But just like you know, after you get the the crowd bought in, you bring them down a little bit, and then you pick it back up. Um, the underwater quote unquote like bridge and slash solo part is super cool. Um, and it's one of those moments in a non-single track that makes me love album tracks so much because this is something that would probably be pretty hard to do sonically live. Um, but they're like, hey, let's just make this an album track and just do something. Unless I'm mistaken, is this this is not a single, is it? It's a single. Well, either way, I mean, it's, yeah. it doesn't mean they have to play it live either, right? But um, it's just one of those cool things you can do on an album um, that you just kind of take a risk with. Um, but yeah, it's it's a strong contender for my favorite tr- favorite track. Like Sleepyhead barely nudges it out. I think just because it's again it's an opener, and it just kind of drops you right in, like you said. Um, but yeah, it's it's an awesome. Even though it's a single, it's still kind of like got that cool, really cool, like deep studio track feel to it, and I really kind of dig that. You you know as well as anybody, like those are the kind of tracks I typically like cling to on when we do full albums. Is like the ones that kind of go off the beaten path a little bit and do something a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is fun. Like that is the fun of digging through albums is finding tracks that you wouldn't have found if you didn't click through the top five on Spotify. You know what I mean? So I a hundred percent get what you're saying. Um, yeah, this, this course is built for like audience participation or like crowd participation and you can feel it being such a huge song to sing along live. Like, it almost feels like Ryan takes the mic and just like puts it out in the crowd and everyone's singing along the chorus. Um, and I, I, I disagree. <laughs> I think that I, I, I just, I mean, it's not, I'm not saying it's you're wrong, but I just, I feel like this is more of like a solo listening experience for me, but again, everybody experiences shit different, but um, I also heard this song for the first time live. I think before I actually heard it. Um, yeah, my whole thought on this uh, this song track was wrong then. So yeah, but, I think this, again, everybody experiences different. Yeah, the single came out, and I think we saw Bill Murray. Me and Chaz saw him like a week later, so this song was really fresh. So I can hear it and I can see it live more than I can hear the actual song now. If that makes sure. sense. Uh, but yeah, yeah totally. I I love the underwater sound too, and it brings the song back so much bigger the next time. Um, yeah, really cool. Track six. Everything's fine. We all know this is my favorite track. It was one of my song of the shows a few weeks ago. Um, I, I love this song. It's just like another intro, introspective song that's a little more like my speed. Like, yeah. I can't relate to the like not doing. I, I overdo. Um, so getting a look at like, just like telling yourself everything's fine or everything's horribly wrong and you can't really discern which one. Um and it kind of reminds me of the How I Met Your Mother quote. If you've already heard this spiel from the song of the show, I'm sorry, but I'm back to say it again. Um, there's a quote that they, it's a running joke. Like if Kevin says like, everything's fine, like two or three times, like, oh, you know, everything's great. Everything's great. It's fine. And they're like, okay, say it one more time and I'll believe you. And they'll say like, everything's fine. I'm like, okay, then I'll let it go. And they just like, let them have that moment. It's always such a cool thing. Like, you could pry, you could make it a bigger issue, but if they're not ready to talk about it, they're not ready to talk about it. Um, I really like that he has a line that's a little more like framed 
he kind of goes back and forth. It's like maybe curb my appetite for work and I'd actually enjoy my life. I think everyone in the world can relate to that. Like you're all consumed with work and the art and your reach and touring and getting bigger and making more money. And then simultaneously, like life is just passing you by, you know, and that just, there's such a, it's such a hard balance. And to talk about that is so cool and so mature because that's not been, I'm not digging on their previous lyrical content, but this is something I can super, super relate to. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with growth, right? I mean, you're going to write different songs as you get older and you're yeah. going to have a different perspective on things. Um, but yeah, no, I I love the verse construction in this song. It's It feels so much different from everything else they've done so far. Um, and I, I know they really care about their hooks and they, they do they do a really good job with that. But it's, so it's amazing to hear like a verse construction that kind of breaks their mold a little bit. It's kind of amazing to hear that crescendoing verse structure and Ryan delivers it really, really well. Um, and I know, I know in the depths of my soul that you Dill, yell when all this is over, did anything matter? Dun, I know dun, that's a, that's a dun, Dylan dun, part. Dun, dun, <laughs> yeah. For and sure. to me, to me, the, to me, that sets up a really cool live moment. Like this is this to me is like that really cool live moment song. Um, but yeah, no. I, again, it's it's really cool to kind of see them changing up their structure a little bit from from the norm um, in this track. So, fucking a, fucking a. Uh, yeah, <laughs> moving on. Uh, next track is I can't stand it. Um, I think this is a palate cleanser. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I would even, say. I even put like a question mark after that because I wasn't quite sure. Um, it just feels like there's a bit of a musical tonal shift for the rest of the album. Um, this feels a bit more like angry and annoyed versus like the amused indifference, like lyrically in the, in the first like three quarters of this album. Um, it's not necessarily slow, um, but it feels different, which is welcome at this point in the album, um, which is, you know, it's a nice choice album construction wise. So, song wise, you know, it's... It is what it is. It's you're not going to blow me away with every track, but I think the where this is placed in the album is really smart, and I think um, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, and I think um, something that kind of caught us off guard because we're so used to like albums having like these like ups and downs, ebbs and flows, ebbs and flows, ebbs, ebbs. God darn it! I'll get it one day. We're so used to that that like this album kind of takes like a almost like a roller coaster trajectory where it goes up and it hits that pinnacle and then it kind of takes you slowly down, which is really cool. It's not something you see super often, but it is welcome here. Um, yeah, it's like it's like that uh, that hill and adventure express when you're going through the the, the tiki tunnel and it just kind of it's like it builds up, it builds up, and then you kind of slowly just turn down. Yeah. <laughs> But that, for all you Kings Island ads out there, but it doesn't it doesn't beat you up, which is good because it makes it re-listenable and makes you want to dig into it more. And yeah, I can't stand it. It feels like this was a really good place song, like you said. But asking those rhetorical questions: Is my art impactful? Does any of it matter? Have I been wasting my time? You know, we're we're gonna ask those questions a couple more times before this album's over. But I think it is like it does weigh heavy on you, especially. You enter your early 30s. That's when you're like, what am I doing? Am I doing the right thing? Am I going the right direction? Like the 
your twenties feel like it's okay to do to do that and like chase your things, but like in your thirties, it feels like you should be heading towards somewhere. And uh, I th- I thought this song was really cool and impactful that way. So track eight, open season. Uh, I think without looking, this song would f- sound like it belongs on like Thoughts on Letting Go or like an older album. And it's not saying that I don't like it. It's just like it kind of feels like an older era song. And um, it's just not my favorite. I, I enjoy the song. It's just not my favorite. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm glad you feel that way, too, because this to me is a classic spot for a letdown album letdown song. Right. Um, and that's what it does. It's it's I think standalone. This track is actually kind of cool, but like um, it's crossed out of that Goldilocks zone of being predictable, but not too predictable on a, on a track. Right. So that's, that's the trick with music is like, you need it to be somewhat predictable. So it's enjoyable to listen to, but not too predictable where it feels formulaic. And this kind of veers a little bit outside of that where it's like, okay, I've heard this song before. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, it, it's, um, it, I think if this wasn't on, like if it wasn't at this point in the album, if this was earlier in the album, I would probably like it a little bit more. Right. Because I don't have that album fatigue. It's like, it's, it's something that I feel bad for artists for because, it's hard to build an album and not have at least one letdown spot. Right. Um, it's, it's the, the best albums of all time are, are the best albums of all time because they don't have, there was a lot of them don't have those letdown spots. And even some of those do too. Like I can think about in Jeff Buckley's grace, there's some letdown spots in that album, but I still think it's one of the top five albums of all time. Um, but yeah, the, the tone of this is a bit darker and smokier than like the normal super bright tone. So that is one, one thing that makes it kind of stand out. Um, but the delivery in it is just like, okay, I know this is a Harbor track, right? And it's like, we've been, we've had seven songs before this where we've heard Harbor and it's like, you want something a little bit different at this point in the album. Um, it's not a bad song, but album, all, all albums do this after a while, right? You're going to get that kind of letdown spot where it's like, okay, I get it. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's not that it's bad. It's just like, okay, I get it. But um, it, I mean, like we said, like there's, there's 10 tracks, track eight, almost notoriously is like the... Yeah. Eight or nine is always like a letdown in, in some way. And I'm not saying this song is a letdown. I'm just saying like it fits in the theme of what they're going for, for like the the downward trajectory for the album slowing Correct. down. Um, so, yeah, the, if we had another big up upswing, it wouldn't make sense with the album. So as much as like we don't love the song, it does fit where it's right where it's supposed to be. Look, you hit you. You put battle of the ball 90 percent of the time. You're. A first ballot hall of fame you know what i mean yeah so. you've only had tenant bats um <laughs> yeah but um yeah is it my turn your turn uh, i think it's my turn okay. so uh i've only started running as the next track um this is what i'm fucking talking about um as soon as i start to get a little bit of album fatigue they bring me something i haven't heard yet um and this is like a really kind of haunting <laughs> I what? apologize. What? <laughs> yeah, just again, I gotta stop looking down at my notes because every time I look up, you're doing something silly with your drink. I didn't expect to look up and see you two handing a cup like a sippy cup, like so, a child. Let me get this straight. I can't look at you and I can't look away. I can't chug my milk. <laughs> It's even better that it was milk. I'm a grown boy. 
Oh God! It just the fact that you're holding it like a sippy cup is what got me. I'm well, sorry. I'm putting I'm putting you on blast this episode, Bill. I apologize. <laughs> in a in a non visual medium, I'm getting a lot of visual comedy. I'm drinking milk and coffee, everybody. If you were wondering what's on the what's on the menu, it's whole milk <laughs> and coffee. This is why all I do is just puff on a vape while we're talking. So yeah, you have nothing to make fun of me for. <laughs> um. Anyway, back to the song. Um, <laughs> it's just a great fucking choice for this part of the album. Um, it's a deep breath of sonic fresh air. And I absolutely love it. And the outro, again, comes out of fucking nowhere. It's just, again, it's a really interesting, like, back half of the, or really back, like, uh, 80% of the album here. It's like, or back 20% of the album. It's just really... It's kind of what I wanted from the last track, right? Something a little bit different. And um, I got it on the next track. So again, it's 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 a small that was a small blip and yeah, fucking awesome this song. I love it. This was the fourth single, which was released about a month before the album on January twenty-fourth, twenty twenty-three. And it is I don't want to call it I kind of said it was sleepy, but I don't really feel that it is sleepy. I think mm-hmm. it's like no. it's very deliberate and how this like somber sound and it was always curious that this was a single leading up to the album but i think looking back now it kind of makes sense like it kind of gives you all four sounds that you're going to hear throughout the album and um yeah it's another song about you know i've been doing everything i can and i'm not making it big is it is this madness that i'm doing the same thing over and over again and and not getting what i want and um yeah, it, it, you get some like really big vocals, and I like the little minimal dr- drum inclusion at the very end. And I don't know, there's just like a really cool big moment at the end that makes it feel like, I don't know, like what do you want to say, like Oasis? Like it feels like almost Oasis-y. Um, yeah, I could see that. But yeah, the song rules. I could sit around and try and figure out who they, who they sound like, but the song fucking rules. Yeah, it's um, a really it's honestly it's a harder task than I thought it would be to kind of figure out who they remind me of. I think Ryan, I, I, I Ryan's went, vocal is so different and good that it doesn't sound like anybody else. But it does sound like a lot of people too at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the, there's influences there but you can't quite pinpoint them. So I mean that's that's good for them. Yeah. Uh track 10, Too Close, which is a great outro. It's like a minute 55, not a super long song. And it's this, I would call it a sleepy outro because it's got that like distorted vocal. And I don't know. I just love this sound so much. If we got that distorted vocal, the whole album wouldn't be a fan. But they did it deliberately and did it on the last track to kind of make you feel like maybe this was all a dream. Maybe it's just like a bad day I was having, you know, like I was questioning everything and then we hit the road and then now I feel a little better. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, all the hundred percent, man. Um, so again, I mentioned at the top, like the album opener has to be good, but we also know the album closer has to be good, right? Um, it's completely different from the last couple albums we did where it's like balls to the walls, leave it all on the floor kind of thing. This is more like, okay, so does it pass the test? Does it match the, the opener? It has cool drums. Uh, auto-tune? <laughs> uh, driving rock rhythm? Fuck yeah, it does. So again, the auto-tune was weird, but I, was, I kind of was digging it. And... Uh, 
but yeah, it, it's, I love a closer that like is a culminating type of track. And that's kind of what this feels. This feels like we've already left it on the floor. So let me give you one last deep breath here uh, and then kind of collapse on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> like I've already given it all. So let me kind of collapse and kind of give you um, that last like fleeting moment of, of coolness. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's, it's, I really don't know how to explain what this makes me feel without having somebody also listen to it at the same time. Um, and I think, but I think it is a great closer, but funny enough, I feel like this would have been a fucking incredible interlude at like track six or something like that, just to kind of really signal that tonal shift that we were about to hit. And I think this would have been so, so good in the middle of an album. And I kind of want to ask them if they, they toyed around with that idea at all, because again, it's not a super long run time. It's way different from anything else we've heard. And I think it would have maybe potentially helped um, alleviate some of that album fatigue because we, it wasn't just going straight down. It would, we would have had this really cool interlude to kind of bring everything back up. And I would have been perfectly fine with, I've only started running as the closer. I think that would have been a, a pretty good closer too. Um, but yeah, e- either way, still great, great last few tracks of the album here. Yeah. a hundred Dude, I remember when we did the album listening party, you and I sat there and almost did this exact podcast. Um, yeah. Maybe not as well thought out, kind of more like off the cuff and, I think we thought I've only started running was like the last track. Yeah, and then there was did. another one and we're like, oh, it's not going to be a big buildup, but this is really cool. And yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it would be a really cool like mid album palette cleanser, but I also enjoy it for being the last song. Cause it's like, whoa, whatever you thought Harbor was, this was not that like, this is completely different sound than they've ever done. Yeah, I mean, if to me, it's like, because I grew up with new Metal, they always had a track like this somewhere in the middle, where it's just kind of like a weird creepiness to it, and it kind of re- reset your brain to kind of listen to the back half of the album, and it was always really, really effective. Um, you know, new Metal, new Metal, say what you will about it, but they did some really cool album construction stuff, and uh, it kind of trained my musical ear to almost expect that, and... Um, yeah, either way, it works. It works both in both capacities really, really well. So maybe we'll remix the album and, and send it over to them, and they can release it. Yeah, you, if you want a deluxe <laughs> version, just let us know. Um, yeah, the OTBC, the OTBC, <laughs> the OTBC remix. Yeah, the cut that the OTBC cut. Um, yeah, let's let's talk. I mean, we already kind of know your favorite track. Mine's obviously yeah. everything's fine. I toyed around with Fish Tank for a while because I think my brother got my brain, but I think everything's fine is my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine is Sleepyhead. If you don't remember. Yep. Um, you want to say your I least favorite both, at the same time? I think we both agree. Yeah. On the okay. count of three. One, two, three. Open season. Open season. Damn. Yeah. So close. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. hard to do over uh, Zoom here. <laughs> but yeah, just to kind of wrap up my thoughts on the album, just it was really, really, really fun to hear it the first time the way we did full because. I have like positive memories for that forever. It was one of my first times getting out of the house in a while and like getting to hang out with you, going and listening to this music, getting to hang out with the guys from Harbor. The whole experience was really, really cool. So they kind of got one leg up already. But I, I think listening to the album and realizing how cool and the different sounds they explore and a lot of the themes they explore are all so new that like 
this is their fourth album, but they are just they're just getting started. You know, he's only started running yeah. to to put it his way. So <laughs> I, I'm really excited to see where they go and the their heights are are you know they can go anywhere. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, just kind of touch real quickly on just album construction for me. It's like I really do love this because it feels like a live set. It's set up like a live set, and I think if you do that you're going to always find some uh, some success with your album. It's, you know, it comes out blasting. You go mid-tempo for a bit, play around stylistically. Give me a clear transition to the end and end with a flourish. It's just, it's just really, really smart construction for an album. And uh, whoever came up with that construction, uh, kudos to you, whether it was one of the guys in the band or their producer or whomever decided to to kind of structure it this way did a, did a really good job. So Hell yeah. I do love this album cover too because I was what the fuck song was I thinking about it in? Um, it might have been in, it might have been in Fish Tank where I was listening to it and I saw just like this skeleton sitting in a closet and kind of like this cool artsy, like pink and blue cover. Um, just something about it was like playful enough, but also kind of depressing enough. I don't know. This, this album cover works really well with the tone and tonality of this lyrically. Um, Some, yeah. Something super depressing with like pink and blue and yellow and bright colors. It's like, yeah, the dichotomy of happy and something so drastic as like a skeleton in your closet. Yeah. It's kind of like when I was talking about too, it's like, there's this like, little about amount of ennui but also super bright guitars that are musically very pleasing to listen to it's like which one which one is going to win here yeah um and i think most of the time it's their their brightness that wins um which also in the album cover it wins too so i don't know i don't know if that's intentional or not but it was if it is it's really cool so that's a good observation i don't think we've ever we don't really talk talk about album covers very often so that's cool yeah, unless it's like, ah, oh, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> look at this. Look at this skeleton zombie machine gunning other machines. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> skeleton zombies. Oh. So, yeah, now that's uh, that's to chase my dreams or to just lie down by Harbor. Um, let's get into our songs of the show. Yes, let's. Let's do that. You want to um, go first? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Cool. So uh, mine is Beyond by Daft Punk from Random Access Memories. Uh, we reached the 10-year anniversary of that album, which is fucking nuts to me, man. Um, listen, every time I listen to this album, I get a little emotional just because I know it's the last time uh, that Daft Punk as a group will make music. I know one of them is doing like a full orchestral thing. Um <laughs> Which is which is fine. Um, I'm probably not going to listen to it, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but to me, like this album was just such a perfect way to say goodbye, and I think they knew it before the rest of us did, or maybe we all knew it and we just didn't want to admit it. But again, this this song again, it's it's Daft Punk, so you don't really look at their lyrics a whole lot. But the perfect song is framed in silence. Is just such a good way to say goodbye, right? So it's like their whole career is framed in silence and that's the perfect song to them. And uh, I don't know, man, it's, it's a good, good, great track on a great album uh, for a great band and happy 10th anniversary random access memories. Yep. No making fun of Daft Punk this week, folks. Yep. You can't, the the Carter brothers are in mourning. Um, (laughs) Yeah. We talked about that album very early on 
in our podcasting mm-hmm. and yeah it's it's such a fun track it I, I not fun it's a great track but it's definitely not fun <laughs> it's uh yeah it's introspective yeah and you need those and i think yeah we we thought we were getting spring and then we got hit with a couple cold days and i think we all kind of picked introspective songs everybody is so fucking sad this week dude. Yeah, it's, it's i'm the only <laughs> i'm the only one that was like i heard this song and it made me want spring because well louis is a bit of an oddball too but yeah. yeah um my my song of the show is never mind by between you and me um this band's opening for real friends and knuckle puck and i saw them on, and i was like never heard of them kind of between you and me kind of sounds like every pop punk name out there it's an Australian pop punk band. This song rips, dude. It reminds me of like Sum 41. Yeah. It's got like fat lip uh, energy. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And so hearing any song that like has that like, yeah, I got a little fucked up last night. Like anything that's bouncy like that and like you want to roll down the windows and he's looking for that California kind of vibe. I'm into, bro. Yeah. I still think that that sound kind of annoys me still to this day. But I, I can't help but annoy, or not annoy, but enjoy it for its nostalgia and the way that it sounds, right? That's a very much a place in time kind of sound. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't want to say, I don't want you to think like I didn't enjoy it, but it's like when I heard it, I was like, oh, okay, fuck, let me, let me fucking put on Tony Hawk and get, get, uh, get do a two fucking million point combo real quick. <laughs> yell, yell at your mom to make, make you hot pockets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Throw, throw some pizza rolls in. Don't put the hot pocket in the sleeve in the microwave because the core is going to be cold. Oh, there's no avoiding that. I don't want to get into hot pockets and how inefficient they are. That's why you cut them in half and then you microwave them. Then you're just asking for shit to leak all over the place. There's no good way to cook a hot pocket. There is. Unless you put it in the oven and nobody's doing that. You got an air fryer? Yeah. Just say I blew your mind. I'm. Oh, you fuck. You blew my mind, dude. Thank you. Thank you. I needed to hear that. <laughs> After I've been getting bullied about drinking liquids all day, <laughs> it's nice to hear that I'm a dude, genius. If you, if you could have seen me do it, you would have said the same exact shit. <laughs> so hold on. Let me let me put this in perspective. For you, all right? I apologize. This isn't a, a visual medium. Okay, look down. Now look back up. You see a grown man doing that, yeah. and you're not expecting that's it. That's a hydrated boy. He's going, his piss going to be cleared <laughs> later. That's what I think. Okay. All right. Anyway, um, Mason's song of the show yeah. is uh, Never Sweater by Saturdays at Your Place. Um, I know you want to talk about this a little bit because you have a little bit more to say about Saturdays at Your Place. For sure. I think he picked an older track because him. he sent me the EP. And was like, this seems like Dill Speed. I think he said it in the group chat with me, you and him. And he's right. I mean, when he's right, he's right. And I love when people say this sounds like something you would like, and then I do like it. That's like one of my favorite feelings in the entire world. Mason's yep. actually given me a lot of serotonin this week between that and being like, hey, my friend wants a Midwest emo like starter playlist. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, dude, like, <laughs> you don't know. You just made my week, bro. Um, but this song specifically never sweater. Um, it's a Midwest emo, um, instrumental track. What, what's not to love that that's, that's all we want folks. 
yeah i kept waiting for the lyrics to start and then they come in like the last 30 seconds mm-hmm. and i'm like oh okay there they are but yeah no i was like it's kind of cool because you always are kind of expecting that that other foot to drop and it never really does and uh yeah pretty cool pretty cool for like a single song listen for sure and um, it it's like six minutes long it's like three songs in one it's really really cool yeah yeah man i uh just to touch on what you kind of just said a little bit outside of the song. That's what I really like about our discord is like, we're all kind of learning each other's musical tastes. So if we hear something a little bit different, it's like, Oh shit, Mason would like this or Louie would like this or Dylan would like this. Like Ben, a couple, like, I don't know, earlier this week posted like this weird kind of like, like hip hop, like funk tune is like, this feels like this makes me want to smoke. Or was it you or Ben? Me. Okay, so yeah, it's like this makes me want to smoke hookah with the, with the Mason, <laughs> and then Ben posted something like this feels like Mason's vibe, and he's like, "Yep, this this is great content. I agree." So it's it's cool that like people that have never met before in person are like um, showing each other music that we know they're gonna like just based on just conversations in that Discord. So yeah, pretty cool stuff. If you know my music, you know me better almost than my family does. So good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh okay cool uh let's you want you have emails pulled up i've got louis pulled up okay let me get ben's real quick uh ben email titled does the discoveries continue i take the new harbor hopefully we can hear from the boys on otbc soon uh for my song of the show i'm going with one of those happy accidents that happens when you build a new playlist found out phoenix is still making music and it's good uh been digging this in uh enjoy after midnight xoxo kissy face benji columbus ohio hell yeah this is like a yeah. a, a poppier version than I, or a poppier song than i was expecting from benji yeah yeah this is not the typical uh benji submission uh and i had completely forgotten phoenix was even a band um, and then I looked back, I was like, oh, it's this band. I remember them now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind it's kind of cool. Um, the track is fine. I mean, it's 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 nothing that fucking blew my socks off. But again, I think it's more about, oh, these guys are still making music. That's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Good job, Benny. Um Louis Curran sent us an email and he says, bass. <laughs> yeah. Song of the showtime. I submit to you Lacquerhead by Primus. Les Claypool is a bass god and brings some funky grooves to a weird little ditty about huffing paint thinner. Lord of Trash has but one desire. Lord of Trash says this song is fire. Fourth place for life until a promotion is available. (laughs) What a great email. He's back to number three. Sorry, Ben. Lord of Trash has but one desire. Lord of Trash says the song is fire. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. I, you know what? I'll give him. I was about to rag on you for just. I feel like we both have biases. I feel like you want Louis to be number three. I want my brother to be number three, and we just <laughs> go back and forth. I'm I'm day by day, and the fact that Louis had his own Viking chant for his <laughs> song in the show. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, man, what a great, great, great email. That's why we love emails. Send more. Um, Sammy. Says fucked it up. You don't I want to see. talk. You don't want to talk about lacquerhead. Oh shit! Yeah, no. You go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is it's from the anti pop album, which is like my introduction to Primus. Uh, it's it's very very strange. Um, if you're not used to it, um, 
<laughs> if you're not used to it. Um, as Dylan actively avoids eye contact while pouring his coffee. Let's listen. Oh, no. It's gone. <laughs> uh, anticlimactic. <Okay>. Anyway... <laughs> um but yeah no it's 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 fun if you're not ready for primus you're never going to be ready for primus and this is not this is not the best jumping in point for primus because it's very very strange but i love this track i've got a lot of a nostalgia for this album as well so yeah this felt like new metal leftovers Mm. Mm. no Mm. i mean i get what you're saying but Promise, I, Lightning Promises New Metal is is not correct. I'm not. I'm not even uh, saying it is New Metal. It just felt like it's in that like late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Of, like, yes, it's got that sound quality. It's got and I I lump industrial sounding stuff with New Metal with all of it yeah. in my brain is just the same. Yeah, and I got to quit being elitist about it too. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't New Metal. <laughs> How dare you? Um, this is an '87 yeah. Honda. Um, <laughs> that's a deep cut from a dang cook movie folks oh, jesus christ that's when we know it's time to wrap it up okay yeah sammy says fucked it up by city and keller um this song is devastating um yep. she told me to listen to the whole album i don't think i'm ready just just by listening to this song i know i'm not ready yep uh she said um her and her significant other bought the vinyl and listened to it uh, front to back sounds like it's really cool i'm really excited to listen to it yeah man it's 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 definitely like you said devastating so oh, god it hurts it hurts yeah anyway <laughs> great pick um so if you want to go listen to harbor's album and listen along with us we got the links on spotify apple music and youtube if you want to check out our off the beaten cleft social media We've got merch at offthebeatencleft.com. Our Instagram is at offthebeatencleft. Our Twitter is at offcleft. You can send us an email at offthebeatencleft at gmail.com. And we have a link to the Discord if you want to join in, talk some shit, have some internet strangers learn your taste in music and curate playlists for you. So. Oh, yeah. Next week. Uh, We've got a couple things planned, um, but we'll see what happens. If not... Uh, We'll keep you in the loop on Discord and on Instagram. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll see you next week. Bye.